When the Holy Spirit wants to do anything, we are talking about the acts of the Spirit. When the Holy Spirit wants to work in our life, one of the things that He does is to work on the, the vessel, the believer, the child of God. When He is done with you, Romans chapter 12, let's open our Bibles there. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Seferinum paradai. Romans chapter 12. We'll enter into prayer. Romans chapter 12. Look at what the apostle said to the people. He said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. By the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice notice i beseech you i urge you see it is very important to know that word i urge i beseech you it's not something you should take lightly if you want to attract the attention of somebody you use those words to to demonstrate how urgent or how serious or how priority you place or what priority you place upon what you're about to say so look at whatever that follows he said i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god the mercies through the death of jesus to redeem you you who were under condemnation you who could easily be bound by evil spirit by the devil by satan you who had no right of your own and you were under the perpetual darkness by the mercies of god he sent his son to deliver you he says by that act alone he's beseeching us that we should present our bodies the members of our bodies let me break this now so when he says present your bodies as a living sacrifice what it is trying to say in this scripture is this your eyes you need to what present it to god on the altar of sacrifice so if you are a child of god what you watch as a lady as a guy you need to present it to god because you are no longer under the covenant of condemnation the covenant of death the covenant of sickness the covenant of anything that is of the devil so you are saying the father lord because i have received mercies by your son i am presenting my eyes so it means that if my eyes i was using it to watch lustfully or to watch a lady or to watch a guy lustfully to watch movies that promote lust from today i am presenting it to you i am no longer going to do that if it is your ears you are saying that from today anything that has to be with bad news with gossip with lies i am presenting it to you it means with your mouth you are not going to sit with the scornful people and say things that will blaspheme the holy spirit 
that will blaspheme the name of God, that will render what God has done in you through the cross useless. That is to say, you will not use your feet. You will not go to places that God has not ordained and has consecrated. You will not assist with your hands to work evil. It says, present your body. Every aspect from your head down to your feet, you will give account. So somebody will say, okay, I mean, I've given myself to Christ, but you know what? Your feet isn't consecrated to the Holy Spirit. You haven't yet yielded it to the Holy Spirit. He says, in Romans chapter 12, I beseech you, brethren, by the message of God, that you present every aspect of your bodies a living sacrifice. Something that is living. See, when we are talking about a sacrifice, a sacrifice dies. When you put, I mean, a wood and you put it on fire, it is what? Burned to ashes. It loses its state. But the scripture says that living sacrifice, it leaves. When they were offering sacrifices, in the Old Testament, what they did, they would bring a live ram, goat, whatever the sacrifices, and they would kill the sacrifice and put it on the altar. The altar is the meeting point of divinity, of spirits. So upon the altar, when the blood, when we read Leviticus 17 verse 11, Leviticus 17 verse 11, it says that, and the blood carries life. So when they cut the throat of the ram and put it on the altar and the blood is oozing out, they are presenting life to the altar. And that is the altar where the spirit will come in. So I've been saying this, that there are five things that happens. If you read through the Bible, there are these five things, four things, and the fifth is as a result of what you do regards to the four. So, the time, the location, and the action based on the, the, the action that you carry out engages the spirit that is the entity to produce the result that you are looking for. So, he said, present your bodies as a living sacrifice daily. So if you want to have the Holy Spirit work in your life, if you want to have the Holy Spirit move through you to be a blessing to your family, to your community, to wherever you find yourself, you need to first note that you need to present yourself as a living sacrifice. A sacrifice without blemish. So you are praying, you are fasting, you are reading the word, but deep down, you know that you are what, having a secret sin. You need to render it all. You know that deep down, there's aspect of pride. Deep down, there's anger. Deep down, there's envy. Because a brother is excelling and you think that you are equally, I mean, I mean, you are equal and you are even better than that person. You feel 
that that person is not supposed to. You see, you need to render every aspect, your heart. We talk about the Holy Spirit, but we miss all those things. It doesn't amount, you see, it doesn't matter the hand that comes upon you. It doesn't matter the anointing that comes upon you. It doesn't matter the prophetic direction that is given to you. If you don't yield yourself, the one that enables, the spirit that rose Jesus from the dead that is going to quicken you will not inhabit a body, a vessel that is useless, filled with, with filth. And we have forsaken the path of consecration. If you want to go far, it is the level of consecration because the devil will come. Jesus said, the God of this world comes to me and finds nothing. Why? Because there's no part of his body, of his soul, that has any connection to the things of this world. What he's trying to say is that no part of his body is coordinating or, I mean, working in partnership with sin. Because he has submitted his body. He has submitted every part of his body. Every part of his body. Every part of his body. Now let's continue. Romans chapter 12 verse 1. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Look at this. I said, you have to pay a price. Living sacrifice. It is living and it's a sacrifice. You give it. Holy. That's the key word. Holy. Can you say that you are presenting yourself holy? It's a daily affair. Every single minute, every single second, every single day, you need to be conscious. If you want to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you need to be conscious. That is why it says, when Jesus was teaching them to pray, say, forgive us our sins, our trespass, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. It's a daily conscious thing. Apostle Paul says something, working your salvation with fear and trembling. He said, make sure you don't grieve the Holy Spirit. A little act of sin. See, we might think probably sexual immorality can cause you to lose the Holy Spirit. But it goes beyond that. The Bible says the hand of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul because he disobeyed God. Just simple disobedience. And if you sit down and analyze what he did, I mean, he just reserved the good the cattle, the nice ones, that he says he's going to use it for a sacrifice for God. I mean, it's not that bad. In our normal way of thinking. And he decided to what? I mean, take the, the king as captive without killing. See, when it comes to the things of the spirit, you don't need to miss it. You don't need to miss it. Probably maybe God will speak through a vessel of God and tells you that for the next seven days, worship, and that worship is going to bring a transformation in your life. Probably maybe the Holy Spirit will inspire you to do what? To do giving, give to, I mean, the orphanage every single month. 
that will be the, 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 the obedience you need to follow. As long as Adam in Genesis chapter 2 was not touching the tree of knowledge of good and evil, the Bible says, and God saw him fit, responsible and matured, and he saw it fit to bring the, the animals and his creation to him, and Adam named them as it was. That is to say that the gift of the Spirit, the word of wisdom, the prophecy, that, that the supernatural realm was open to him because of his obedience. That is to say, because of his obedience, God brought to him help. That is if, as long as he obeyed. So the little obedience that we do, the little things that we work upon, so if you're a minister, you know that God has called you and you are serving another ministry. And that ministry, you have been given an assignment and you are just doing it anyhow. It means you are disobeying the Holy Spirit because it is the Holy Spirit that instructs the people in authority. It is scriptural. When you read 2 Timothy, it talks about all scripture being given by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, by holy men. And these same scriptures also said we should respect those in authority. So you are a church, you are in a ministry and you are given something to do at a time. Make sure you do it. See, if you are the only person, do as much as possible to do it. Don't wait. I've developed a habit of, I mean, when it is time, to lift up prayers, whether at church, wherever, and I'm giving 30 minutes. And even if I'm not yet done exhausting the, the things I've prepared or preaching, you see, I think most ministers are victims of this. And when probably maybe a son of the minister or I mean one of the ushers will come and prompt you that it is time, that is where they extend it. If you want to obey the Holy Spirit, you need to obey whoever tells you. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that has placed them in authority. The Holy Spirit is never in a place of confusion and strife. Could it be the reason why some of us, we are in bondage? Is because probably in our workplace, the time we are supposed to report, the time we are supposed to leave, we are not following it. Probably those of us in government institutions. See, we think <laughs> the only way the devil can come after you is when you are doing, you are going outside. You are breaking the law. The Holy Spirit does not, I repeat, the Spirit of God does not bring strife. When you read Proverbs, it says six things the Lord hid, he is the seven. And he said, the person who brings strife, you bring contention, you turn things around. So obedience, obedience, living holy. And he said, acceptable to God, acceptable to God. So from today, what you are doing, ask yourself. Keep on asking yourself this question. Let it repeat in your mind every single day. What I'm doing, is it acceptable to God? Yes, 
society and culture might approve of certain things but does god approve it your inner conviction will fight whatever you are doing if it is wrong your conscience the eternal scale of judgment will judge you if you know what you are doing is wrong if you have the holy spirit with you and you have built that relationship there's something that you will not say some of us we can freely insult we can easily pass certain loose comments we can easily dishonor a vessel of god we can easily lie we can easily to the extreme fornicate and commit adultery and they have the a term hookup can easily do that see there's a realm where you walk with the holy spirit where <laughs> even with what you type in whatsapp some of us if we pick our phones you see as a child of god if you pick your phone and you look at the conversation you are having with other people it is not something that you can easily boast of and the holy spirit affects every single thing from your from your chats you see if you have the holy spirit even what you are typing there's no one with you in your room when you are chatting with that lady when you are chatting with that guy there's no one there but what are you typing what are you talking about you are sending it probably in your office probably maybe you sat in a car in a train and you met a lady you met a guy what are you two discussing sometimes minister to people you realize that you are struggling with certain things you realize that it's a channel or uh, the portal they open up you see we are talking about the acts of the spirit but you see demons also i mean move in a spirit they are spiritual beings See, we have evil spirit sometimes you meet somebody and that person is harboring i mean the spirit of lust and as naive as we are not exercising and failing to grow most christians are failing to grow how do i know that you are not bearing the fruits if you are growing in the spirit you realize that one the fruit of the spirit will be evident love self-control peace joy self-control every lady you see your eyes and your heart will be if you see money you see it is like you are going crazy you need to come to a place where you can exercise self-control fasting shouldn't be difficult when the holy spirit is with you it shouldn't when there's food you should have the discipline people can eat around you but because of the holy spirit in you that fruit of self-control it will come naturally the reason why sometimes we struggle is because of the the the, the failure to grow in the spirit the holy spirit we are not allowing the holy spirit to cause us to bear fruit so the moment that you give yourself to christ jesus 17 years ago where you've been that is where you've been that is why you are experiencing what you are experiencing 
but until you allow the Holy Spirit to act on you, to bring you to a place where you give yourself as a living sacrifice, to bring you to a place of holiness, to a place that you accept only what God approves, there's no way you can yield the power and authority to overcome. Because when you go, that devil, that demon, that occult will tell you, I know you. And he will start remembering you of the things you did, the secrets in the past. And as I said, the Holy Spirit is the one that causes you to cry out, Abba, Father. He confirms your sonship or your, 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 your heirship to God. So if you are not presenting yourself fully to the Holy Spirit, it means you are giving a part of your life to the God of this world. So, Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 12 says something, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, one holy to, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Look at this. A reasonable service. A reasonable service. So there are some of us, we are not providing a reasonable service to God. So when God looks at you, he says, this is a, not a reasonable service. That is why in the end times, some of us, not all, some of us will stand before God. He said, I know you not. And you say, oh God, I was fasting, I was praying. He said, I didn't see that as a service, as an act of worship. It wasn't logical. It wasn't intelligent. It was, I mean, it wasn't by the Spirit. You were just doing it because you didn't want Apostle to see and you just did it. Probably maybe because you wanted a, a favor from somebody and you just wanted that person to see that, yes, you are committed, you are prayerful. He said, now is the time that they that worship God must worship God in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. A reasonable service. You are called to lead prayers. You are called to invite. You are called to intercede. You are called to probably be an usher. You are called to probably maybe support the kingdom with your resources. Probably with your, your influence. Are you doing it reasonably? Today, if God calls you home to eternity and you stand before God, can you boldly say that I have served you reasonably with all my strength? Can you stand before God who is the righteous judge? Stand before Jesus who is the light, the truth. Stand before the spirit of truth and tell them that my walk on earth, my life I lived for 20, for 30 years, probably 70, 80. 
after receiving grace and after having the Holy Spirit released to be with me and partnering with the Holy Spirit, I, I reasonably served you. Not him serving us, but you, he said, as your reasonable, your reasonable service to God. But now we have 10 things around. We are rather saying that, Father Lord, serve me. Serve me. When you pick up the Bible, everything is what reflecting back to God. He said, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will not speak on his own accord. So the Holy Spirit doesn't speak on his own accord. He does and speaks whatever the Father and the Son says. And he comes to glorify Jesus. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. So, if you are not allowing the Holy Spirit to take over your life, if you are not engaging the Holy Spirit in every decision you take, in every step you take, do you know what you are doing? You are failing and you are denying the role of the Holy Spirit to glorify Jesus. Because Jesus has to be glorified. Jesus has to be glorified. So that the image of God will be revealed to all men. How do I know this? The Bible says Jesus is the express image of God. No one has seen the Father. That is why he is the way, the truth. No one has seen God because he dwells in unapproachable light. You cannot see God. So if Jesus has sent the Holy Spirit, Jesus has sent the Holy Spirit based on the promise of God to help glorify Jesus in your life so that People will see the glorified Jesus and return back to their source. And you fail to partner with the Holy Spirit. You fail to allow the Holy Spirit to take over your life. It means that you are denying the image of God. You are denying the works of God. You are denying the acts of God. And we have taken things very casual. We have taken things very casual. Verse 2 of Romans chapter 12, it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. Look at this. He says, and do not be conformed. So the probability of you conforming to the world is very high. Probability of you moving from one place, one city to another city and beginning to behave like the people of that city. Beginning to pick up customs, beliefs, of that city or that place is very high probably maybe you've moved from maybe where you were to probably diaspora and there are certain culture beliefs 
social norms that they've accepted. You are a Christian, you know what the Word of God says. But because everyone is doing it, oh, you just, I mean, joined the bus and you are doing whatever you want to do. He said, don't conform. Today I saw a video and the Holy Spirit ministered to me. I think it's a, it's a movie, a clip from a movie. But as I saw that short 60 second clip, the Holy Spirit spoke to me in a deep way. And in a, in a short clip, I saw a black American soldier. I mean, I don't know where exactly they were, but it was more of an Islamic state that they were. Don't either doing a peacekeeping or on an assignment. And he had a gun and he was standing guard. And a woman, very innocent, very innocent, came up and walked up to him and he started, I mean, engaging the soldier. See, most of us, that is how we are. You see, we are soldiers of God. We are representative of God on earth. We are spirit beings in a body with a soul. And at the end of our journey or our assignment on earth, we will return back to the king of kings, the great monarch of Zion of heaven, to report to him. Our general is the Holy Spirit who is giving instructions. So if you fail to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying and you focus on the world, you will miss it. You will be a casualty. So the woman came up to this soldier and the woman started asking the guy if he was a rapper, I mean a famous rapper. And the guy said no. And he was, I mean, losing, he was being, I mean, disconnected. He was losing his focus and as he was losing his focus in what he was doing he was paying attention to what the woman was saying so one of his superiors cautioned him and he failed to what listen to what his superior was saying he focused a little bit but the woman was persistent look at this john 10 10 the bible says and the god of this world is a thief and what he does is to come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So the woman came to steal the guy's assignment, his focus on what he was doing, on the peacekeeping, to look at and to listen to what the woman was saying. Now she brought out her phone and said, I want to take a picture with you. Do you mind? And the guy naively said, yes. Look at this. His superior warned him not to entertain the woman. He stopped. And after that, he went back to the woman. That is what the Holy Spirit has been doing to us. There are certain movies you are watching. There are certain songs you are listening to. There are certain friends you are having. There are certain places you are going. Probably there are certain decisions you are about to take. The Holy Spirit will prompt your heart. You have this discomfort in your heart. You will know but you choose to overlook them and just go some of us probably we've had issues where we have 
I mean, fornicated, we masturbated, done certain things. And before you do that, you realize the Holy Spirit will prompt your heart. But you will choose. See, your, your emotions will tell you, oh, forget it. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. Don't do it. You keep hearing that still voice speaking to you, but you choose to ignore. Cutting a long story short, the, uh, the black American soldier decided to pose with the woman and he was holding a gun. He just thought the woman, a Muslim woman with a hijab, harmless, you know, peace and everything. The moment he dropped his gun and they were posing for the selfie, the woman took a knife and stabbed the neck seven times and the guy died. You see? And there's this scripture that Apostle Paul says, do not entangle yourself with civilian affairs if you're a soldier. If you are running the race, don't compromise. You know the background, you know the family you are coming from. You know what you are battling with. Don't open yourself to certain things. You know where you want to go. You said you want to become a minister of state. You want to become an apostle of God, a prophetess of God. You want to become, I mean, a general of God. You want to become a multi-mugu, financial, I mean, mugu, an oil magnet. And you are living carelessly. You wake up in the morning, you don't even commit yourself to God. You spend no time in His presence. You don't pray. You don't seek His face. You are just walking like life is normal and you call yourself a child of God. And you think God is moved by that. Is that a reasonable service? You, you have been bought and purchased by the blood. You are not of your own. Never think life is all about you. Never think because you have been saved, because you have a child, because you have marriage, because you have money, that is all. You need to live up to the blood, the standard of the blood. That is why Apostle Paul said, I am running the race until I get to that perfect state and I'm giving the crown. I am not stopping. I am not allowing the Holy Spirit to have a space. That is why the king, the great psalmist from the tribe of Judah, David said, take not your spirit away from me. Some of us, we have missed the Holy Spirit. We have pushed and relegated the Holy Spirit afar, pushed him aside and he's grieving. He's grieving. He's carrying gifts to give. Now to end, John chapter 19, verse 30. You see, Jesus said, when you read John chapter 14, John chapter 15, John chapter 16, Jesus said something to his disciples. He said, it is very important and it's good for me to go. Look at this. It is very necessary for me to go so that the helper, the paracletos, the ruach in Genesis chapter 1 that brought about the power broke the cycle of darkness, confusion, pain, stress, I mean stagnation for my word, my light to 
manifest when God declared a word in Genesis chapter 1. It is very important for me, Jesus Christ, to leave you, men, to leave this earthly realm for the Holy Spirit to be released. That is what Jesus said. He said, there are certain things I want to give to you. I want to teach you. I want to equip you so that you'll be able to what? Stand strong. Because there are times that are coming, perilous times. If I don't go and allow the spirit, the teacher, the helper, the one who is the manager of the power of God to come upon you, to guide you, to teach you, you cannot stand. So he says in John 16, 7, but I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage. So the personality of the Holy Spirit is to advantage. Jesus had to leave and the Holy Spirit had to come. That I go away, for I do not go away. The Holy Spirit, the helper, look at this. The comforter, look at this. You are in a relationship and the lady leaves you and you are all, see, he's the comforter. You are starting a business and that business is being fought left, right. Competitors are fighting you. People who have resources, political, I mean, resources are, are lobbying and they are fighting you. Probably you've gotten a property and somebody who has more money than you, more influence, more experience is lobbying and trying to take what is roughly yours. Probably a supervisor that has seen the light in you and is trying to push you aside and put his, his, his friend, his family member there in the place that is rightly yours. The Holy Spirit is the advocate. He is the intercessor. When all hope is lost and you can't pray, it's the Holy Spirit that can pray through you. Romans chapter 8 verse 26. The counselor, you are about to take a strategic decision. See, people who carry the Holy Spirit give instruction, like Naomi and Ruth, for you to step into marriage. Ruth, Naomi said, do this and this, and Boaz, it will open the door for you. Naomi was in a form, the Holy Spirit, to Ruth. And he says, the standby will come to you but I will go and I will send him. Look at this. Jesus said, I will go and I will send him the Holy Spirit. That's from the Amplified Version. To you to be close fellowship, not to be far fellowship, to be close fellowship. So when you wake up in the morning, you say, good morning, Holy Spirit, how are you doing? Today I am going out, today I'm going to do this. What do you think? Close fellowship. When you get food, Holy Spirit, I've got in food. Um, join me, let's eat. You see, you practice, it, you practice it casually, but it becomes part of you. You become aware. Whatever you continuously do, or whatever you are continuously doing, you become aware of it. So you've been continuously waking up. So when you wake up, you are aware of your surrounding. You've been practicing it over and over and you know that once you wake up, you know that your mouth will be smelling. So the first thing you do is to wash your mouth or probably brush up. So why don't we continuously engage that same routine with the Holy Spirit? 
So he said, I will send him. I love the amplifier. It amplifies the meaning. I, Jesus, will send him, the helper, to you. So it means that the Holy Spirit wasn't yet having full permission over the earth. Today, if you can grasp this, there's no problem in your life that you cannot deal. You don't need to go through the stress. The stress reliever, the Holy Spirit is ready to embrace you. And he said, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you. Now jump to John chapter 9, verses 28 to 30. The 30 is the focus, but I want us to understand something. This is something the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to and I was so marveled. I was like, wow, I wish I knew this 70 years ago, even though I am young. He said, before I formed you, I knew you. So God had already predestined me to know this. But when I came on air, because of certain casual, I mean, I mean, sensual, natural, less spiritual movement, I couldn't possess the hidden mysteries that he has made available to me now. John chapter 19 verses 30. Um, let me start from the verse 28. John 19, 28. I read from the New King James Version. It says, After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished. Look at this. So something happened. If you have time, read the verse 19. This talks about the crucifixion. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scriptures or the scripture might be fulfilled. Look at this. Jesus knew. God knew. The reason why the name of Jesus is so powerful, why the death on the cross is your answer, the solution to your freedom, to that deliverance that your family has been waiting for, was because of this. He said he knew. How did he know? By the help of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the Holy Spirit came upon him. When you really look for it, he said he was full of the Spirit and of power. He knew. The Bible says when Jesus, when you read, I mean, Luke chapter 4, I think from verse 18, that affirms what was written in Isaiah. The Bible says, and he took the scripts, the scrolls. That is why it's very important to have a Bible, not an e-version. Yes, it's good to have an e-version, but open the books. Buy it, purchase a book. Purchase the Bible. He said, he flipped the pages and he looked for the place that was concerning him. Luke chapter 4 verse 18, thereabouts. And the Bible says that my Bible, my word, the Holy Spirit told me, he said, and Jesus saw the place that was written concerning him. Jesus knew in John chapter 19, verse 28. After this, Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished. There are times where we are going through trials and you just know that that trial is just for a moment. But that can only be done when the Holy Spirit is in you and the Holy Spirit is driving you to pick up revelation from the information you read from the Word of God. 
He said, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So, in the holy book, the Bible is the written word. But with the Holy Spirit, you get to know the spirit behind the letter, that is the word. So one of the things that we do is we gather information. It's a lack of knowledge. My people perish. You gather the knowledge. That is why you need to know the word of God. It is not bad to memorize it, but it is head knowledge. But when the Holy Spirit steps in, when you begin to meditate, like how God spoke to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. He said, this book of the law shall never depart from your mouth from your lips, from you. David went deeper. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart. So the thing is in your head. You read the scripture is in your head. You spend time. That is why I said earlier, you pay the price. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. So you realize that you start, instead of you watching certain ungodly movies, sexual movies that will put lust in you, you start watching the word of God. As you start watching, as you start hearing the word of God, like how you are hearing now, as you start thinking, probably 30 minutes in a day, you pick a verse and you think about it. You've already read it, but you are thinking about it. You are breaking it. The Holy Spirit comes. He said the spirit of truth. He will teach you things that you don't know. He said he will let you bear. Jesus says something. He will take things that are mine and present it to you. So as you think about it, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, sometimes one hour, sometimes one week, sometimes one month, you're only meditating on one verse. Don't rush. Allow the Holy Spirit. As you do it, the Holy Spirit opens it up and it becomes revelation. That is where the light comes in. And when the light comes, it brings about what transformation so you have the information you encounter the revelation by the enablement of the holy spirit it brings transformation so you realize that when the word hits you i cannot be sick is that by my stripes i am healed so you walk with that understanding you know that no virus no mosquito can bite you and you have malaria Headache cannot dwell in my body because Jesus has taken my sickness. But that comes when the Holy Spirit brings it to life. A lot of people are not exercising divine health, are not working in divine health because they are using head knowledge and it will be useless. That's the secret. So if you realize anytime you start to study the word of God, you start falling asleep or you become lazy. You start yawning. There are battles. The power comes when you sit on the word. He said, those who wait upon the Lord, waiting upon the Lord, you pick the verse, you sit down, Holy Spirit, come and teach me. You are thinking about the Holy Spirit. See, if you can practice this for two weeks and add prayer, your life will never be the same. You will see growth. There's this song that says, read your Bible, pray every day. If you want to grow, let me add the third one. 
read your Bible, meditate and pray every day if you want to explode with the power of God. If you want to explode with the power of God. So as you read the knowledge, it's a lack of knowledge, my people perish. So to every problem that you are facing or crisis you are facing is because you are lacking the right knowledge in the word of God. Find it. Our time, we are blessed to have technology. Google. You can Google it, search it, get it. Now, it becomes knowledge in your head, in your soul. Now, you need to move it down to your spirit, to your heart. Write it there. You are praying it out. You are asking the Holy Spirit, meditating, waiting, spending time. Sometimes, it might be hours. The woman with the issue of the blood, she knew that God could touch her. But it took 12 years. But when she met Jesus who carried the Spirit, he said, Ah, faith has now been what? Resurrected with me. If I can touch, it caused her. You see, the Spirit of God caused her to act by touching. Now, this is what happens. When you think about the Word and the light, the Holy Spirit throws light on it. It gives you direction. It said, Your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light onto my pathway. As you take the lamp and it's upon your feet, your current situation, and you begin to hold on to it, and the Holy Spirit brings light, it gives you the direction to your destination. That is from your mess to your message, from your, your grass point to the elevation of your grace. It brings you from poverty to prosperity, the destination. That is why faith comes in. He said, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The spirit of God will take the word in you. The one you have memorized, the one you are thinking about. And he will throw lights. So if it is healing, probably you've been diagnosed of cancer. You've been diagnosed of this fibroid. As you think about the word by his stripes, Isaiah 53, by his stripes, I am healed. Father, Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. By His strength, teach me. Open it up to me. God, pray. And the Holy Spirit will open it up. Like popcorn. It will pop up. And you have this inner conviction. You see, it begins to transform the way you think. Somebody say, oh, I mean, aren't you, I mean, taking things slow? I say, I am healed. Naturally, it will come from me. I am healed. I am healed. You see, it is affirming this. The, the revelation you are walking in it you are not conforming to your world as romans chapter 12 will say you are not conforming he said i cannot be broke i cannot be poor you begin to declare it i cannot lack the scriptures the word of god can never lie you are declaring people are doubting people are trying to shut you up but you are consistent and that is why when you step into that realm the Bible says, and you are transformed. See, be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. So the problem is the mindset. The word of God will renew your mindset. It will take away all the doubts, the carnal thoughts, that you cannot make it at the age of 25, have, I mean, multiple sources of income. It will break it and let you know that your only source is of God. 
One thing that God was trying to teach the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years was for them to know that their source of survival is from Him. And He says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, He says that man shall not live by bread alone, but everything that proceeds out of the mouth. And it's dependent on the Holy Spirit. So, John chapter 19. I bring my exhortation to an end. John chapter 19, verse 28. And Jesus, knowing where he was, he said that all things were accomplished that the scripture might be fulfilled. Said, I test. Verse 29, now a vessel of full sour wine was sitting there and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on his up and put it in his mouth. Now, if you follow the Gospels and you read the accounts, the crucifixion from the point of his capture, you realize that they offered him wine. He rejected it along the way. He rejected it, but at the end, he took it. You see, wine eases the pain. He didn't want to mess it. He was like, he's going to go through the pain, the sorrows, the rejection. He would take everything. And at the end, he took it so that the scriptures would be fulfilled. He knew that he had gone through the pain. See, some of us would think painkillers and it will ease the pain. Sometimes when you are going for surgery, they will give you this injection and it will numb your body. Jesus didn't want to do that. He went through it for you and I, for you and me, my sake, your sake. He said, I don't want to take half pain, half stress, half denial, so that somebody will take the rest. I want to take full. So when he did that, when he did that, the verse 30 comes to the, the, the meat. He says, so when Jesus had received the sour wine, that is to say that when he took the wine that relaxed everything, he said, it is finished because I've already taken and dealt with everything by the help of the Holy Spirit. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Look at this. He gave up his spirit. Jesus gave up his spirit. Now, he said, on the third day, Jesus rose up from the grave. And my Bible makes me understand that the same spirit that rose Jesus from the grief is the same spirit that dwells in you and is able to quicken your mortal bodies. Now, in John chapter 16, Jesus said, I will send the spirit that I gave on the cross to you because the spirit helped me to come to a point of finishing everything. So when you receive the Holy Spirit, whatever I did on the cross, you have because the Holy Spirit is with you. Now the Holy Spirit equips you. So Paul said, the afflictions that we are going through is not, is not going to push us from what we are going to receive. That is why if financially things are unstable, the children of God don't need to complain because they have the Holy Spirit. He said, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich because the Holy Spirit is with them. So I came just with one, one word, one message. It's a short message. 
that by the Holy Spirit, every cycle of affliction comes to an end. By the Holy Spirit, every cycle of lack comes to an end. By the Holy Spirit, every cycle of delay comes to an end. In the mighty name of Jesus.